I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. And today, I am pleased to have a very special guest on the podcast, Linda Swindling. Let me begin by giving her a proper introduction. Linda Swindling is your go-to negotiations expert. She learned firsthand how to negotiate results from her experiences in the courtroom and in the boardroom. During her 10 years practicing law, Linda became a partner, had several successful negotiations of million-dollar deals, and resolved cases that couldn't be settled by others. These days, Linda is an engaging keynote speaker and facilitator and author of more than 20 books who delivers take-home strategies which work in the real working environment. In addition to holding a JD, she is also a certified speaking professional, which is essentially the good housekeeping seal of approval for professional speakers. It's a significant accomplishment to get that designation, and I know firsthand because I have it too. Linda is also a friend, and so I am absolutely delighted to have her on the podcast. Welcome, Linda. Thanks, Janelle. So excited to be here. All right. So we are going to talk negotiation and topics situated in the real world, day-to-day experiences that people have, not necessarily those giant big things that need to be negotiated, although I'm sure some of the strategies we'll talk about here could be used in those situations as well. But, you know, I've been thinking a lot about how much the world of work, of course, has changed over these past couple of years. And as people go back to the office more and more, some of them are finding that their working conditions have changed and not necessarily to their liking. So I'd like to get your counsel on how people can negotiate some of the things that they might not like about their new circumstances. How does that sound? That sounds great. All right. So, for example, if they wanted to negotiate their schedule, whether it's days in office versus days working from home, or perhaps a work from anywhere schedule, or maybe even where they sit when they're in the office. Give us some advice on how they might have that conversation or some steps that they might take to negotiate their way into a more desirable situation. Perfect. Well, the very first thing is, you may have heard this, I'm sure you have, Janelle, where everybody's listening to the radio station, W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? I have it on stereo all the time. And the thing is, most of us know what we want. What's in it for me? Here's the trick. Turn the radio down just a little bit or fiddle on your buttons to W-I-I-F-T. What's in it for them? So why should your boss let you do it? To keep you happy or because you want it? Okay, maybe. Maybe. What about, you know, I've noticed that I'm far more productive on these overseas calls or getting all the documents ready. Or, you know, I've noticed that if I can have some downtime in the office with nobody walking by and disturbing me, I'm a ton more productive. And that's going to benefit the company, the organization, the whoever 
of far more than I wanted. I wanted is really, really rarely a great argument. However, how does that help the company? How does that help the boss? How does that help your coworkers? All of a sudden that starts making sense. Excellent. So we're shifting the focus from ourselves and shifting it towards the work at hand or the how it's going to benefit someone other than ourselves. Yeah, because we always usually can answer these three questions. What is it that I want? Why? Right. Those are always what what are my good reasons? Why? What are the good business reasons? And then, you know, is it worth it? Okay, so it's worth it. I, I, I do better here, whatever. Then just answer the questions for someone else. What would they want? Why is that a good reason for them? And is it really worth it for them? And you can handle that a lot easier with that conversation. And then they're able to show value for the particular circumstances that they want for themselves in a way that's really going to benefit others. Yeah. And it may not just be the person you're talking to, or there's some other benefits, other people that are stakeholders that would also benefit is the more you can benefit others, the more people, you know, get into the deal more stakeholders, more durable your deal is meaning, well, you know, but we've already promised our client. We've already promised the community. We've already promised our peers. We've already promised finance that we'd be doing it this way. Oh yeah, I forgot. Hmm. That helps a lot. I like that word durable too, because that makes it sound like this is going to be something that's lasting rather than something fleeting. Yeah, there's a saying that people will support what they help build. And that's the same in negotiations. If they're going to help build the solution, if there's something in there for them, it makes it more durable. And again, the more people that are helping to build, the more durable that situation is going to be. So following along those lines, if we've got somebody who's negotiating their schedule, work from home days versus work in the office days with their supervisor or their manager, would it make sense for them to try to get some of their boss's ideas into the mix? Of course, live in the question. And your questions are what and how. So when your boss says, so why? Why should you do this? And I hate the word. Don't you hate the question? Why? Why? Because it sounds like a teenager and a, and a parent, right? Why? Because. I was thinking no. two-year-old, but teenager works too. <laughs> right, same thing, right? <laughs> so what are the good business reasons? So the boss says, so what are your reasons for working at home and how, and why should I let you do this? And you say, well, but I've got tons of reasons, but let me ask you a couple of questions. What would happen if I could be 10% more productive? What would happen if, you know, when you look at these statistics, how has that changed? How has that benefited our company? And then the boss will go, oh, I get it. So live in the question and ask the boss first. The boss always knows, the peer always knows, the stakeholder always knows what they want. And you might convince them later of something else, but always ask for their opinion first. And, you know, when somebody says, well, I'm asking you about your solutions, you know, I say, I have lots of solutions and lots of ideas. I want to get your feedback first before I start giving them all to you. Love it. Oh, that just builds buy-in all the way along so that you're probably much more likely to get a yes or maybe not getting everything you want, but at least getting some of the most important things. Right. And would it help if you knew kind of a memory thing, if even if you get surprised do you oh, think yeah, that yeah. Would help? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So the first thing, just remember the word ask. So you're going to always do open-ended questions. You're just listening what and how questions. So the first A and ask stands for aware. 
So if somebody surprises me, the very first thing I'm going to say is, huh, what am I aware of? I'm aware my heart's beating fast. I'm aware their, their face is turning red. I'm aware they're bringing something different. What am I aware of? What and how? Questions. Then your next one, S, seek. Okay, what other information do I need to seek before I can give them a response, before I can go forward? Because I don't know everything. And then K is just know your next step. Know your next best question to ask. And which step do you think that we often just skip right over? What do you think, Janelle, out of being aware, seeking, or knowing? Oh, man, tough question. I'm thinking we might skip over knowing our next step. A lot of people try to know their entire plan. That is a great, great, great thing. Most of the people I know skip over seeking. They don't seek enough information. They're problem solvers. And I know know your audience, they're very problem solving, aren't they? They are. So pause, just pause for a little bit and say, do I know everything I need to know or do I need to seek? more information before I can make a next best step. So both of those, you know, we we can be aware of what's going on, but seeking more information. And then again, you don't have to know every single thing you're going to do. Just live in the question. What do I know I need to do next? And one of the best things you can do, take a break. You can say, you know, there are some surprises here. I didn't know. Can we reconvene at 4.30 today? Can I call you back tomorrow at nine? Or, hey, I just need take a little powder break. Can I go run to the restroom? I have never had anybody tell me, no, you cannot go to the bathroom. Sage advice, sage advice, because when you take that break, it gives you a chance to go back to that A, that aware, especially if you find yourself having a strong reaction, or maybe you've noticed the other person having a strong reaction. That gives us a chance to have our sympathetic nervous system calm down a little bit so we can enter back into the conversation in a calmer place. Right. That's exactly it. And they may need to, they may need to kind of pause for a moment and gather their, their selves. And it's funny when you sleep on something, or even when you just take a break for five or 10 minutes, all of a sudden you think, why was I so loud? Or why was I so adamant about this one thing? There's a whole bunch of things we could be talking about here. I love it. Okay. So, and my audience loves a good step-by-step and acronyms are even better. So A, aware, be aware of what's going on in the situation with yourself, with the other person, anything that you can notice about what's happening. S, seek. So ask the questions, get their buy-in, find out what's going on with them and what might be best for the customer or the workplace or whatever. And then K, know your next step. So know where you're going next with this. And I love that you said, just knowing the one next thing to do, not necessarily having the whole picture. Cause I think sometimes, would you say that when people have a whole picture in mind, they sometimes get attached, really attached to what they so want? Attached, so attached. And the thing is you want to have a plan, right? So you get the plan, you have your plan, but then that allows you to live in the present, live in the moment. And most of us are not mind readers. So we don't know what the other person is really thinking. And if we can be present, we can listen and go, Oh, wait, That wasn't in my plan. I have no idea what they're talking about. Pause. What do I need to ask about? What else does this person need to tell me some information to gather that might change or enhance or stop our deal? This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. 
When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. What would you suggest if the other person isn't very forthcoming with kind of what their needs or concerns are? That is a tough one, isn't it? So always, when in doubt, go to a question. Always live in the question. And sometimes I'll say, you know, I've been speaking a long time here. Why don't we pause and you tell me what you're thinking? Or, huh, well, I've told you two or three things. What's your take on this? And then you just shut the mouth and listen. All right. And, and not, people will follow it. They will fill it in. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and listen, not like you know what you're going to say next, but really keep your mind quiet, right? To hear exactly what they have to say. Yeah, you don't want to jump them. You don't want to jump that question on them. The next one, you're really listening to hear what they have to say. So what's the next best step? What else? And hear what they say. Got it. Yeah. Live in the live in those questions. Be present. And shockingly, you can even ask them, you do these kind of deals all the time. I don't even know what I should ask you next. What else should I be asking for? What else, what else do people in my situation ask for? And shockingly, they will tell you. They'll say, Well, you know, usually people like you would ask for this, or other employees I've had would say this. Okay. What is your take on me saying something like that? You know, mm. they'll feed you the lines, some of them, most of them, because most people aren't jerks. Most people really do want to work with you. I completely believe that. I completely believe that. Yes. Nobody wakes up and goes, how can I go into the office today and make other people's lives miserable? I mean, <laughs> there's a there's a few. There's a few people who do that. Few. Uh, one that out of 20 is what the statistics <laughs> say, but yeah, and most people, no. <laughs> All right. What is a key mistake that people often make when they're negotiating? They think one size fits all. And they think, you know, I wouldn't give it to someone if they asked me for it. So this person won't. Or I would say yes to this. I wonder why they're, why, why aren't they saying that? Why aren't they saying yes or saying no? So the big thing is everybody is different. We are not cookie cutters. And, you know, there's all, you've done behavioral styles with people before, their communication, their thinking, their motivation styles. Those play in, you know, do people want to make decisions more? Do they want to de-decide? Do they want to engage? Do they want to accommodate? And, you know, you haven't really talked about how you're accommodating their feelings, others. Or do they want to leverage all their information? So D-E-A-L. I was going to say, I think I just heard another acronym. Right. It's the same as lead, I guess. You know, same letters. But think about it. You know, what I'm doing right now, maybe maybe only one out of, of four would, would really land with that conversation. So live in the question. And, and you can actually say to them, hey, I've sent you some emails. Am I approaching you the way you want? Am I communicating? What else could I do to communicate better? How would you prefer to have messages in the future? So, well, if it's not I am, or if it's not text to me, or if you don't call me, 
or if you're not here face to face or we're not on a Zoom call, I don't believe you, whatever that is, you go get information. So the way I want to do it is not the way this person wants to do it. It can be as simple as that. Okay. So what I'm hearing is one of the biggest mistakes people make is either assuming they're going to get a no or assuming that the other person is going to react in the exact same way that they would. And what you're telling us is really embrace what's going on with the other person instead of clinging to our own possible expectations because they right. Now there's something else that I just heard you say, you mentioned email. Now, can you negotiate over email or is this something that's best done over the phone or face-to-face or in a Zoom call like this? You absolutely can negotiate over email. The problem is it's easier to say no. It's easier oh. to miss the communication. It's easier to read in, you know, somebody somebody didn't respond. Well, they never saw it because, you know, a certain percentage of email never reaches to them, reaches them at all, or they got overwhelmed. So I prefer to have a conversation, much prefer. The email is just, you get lost. You really do. Mm-hmm. So I, I prefer to have a conversation and yes, you can on email. Um, again, on email, you can say, how is the best to communicate? What kinds of things would you like to see here in order to make your decision? Who else do we need to have involved? So you can ask questions that way as well. Okay. So it sounds like you could certainly get the conversation started on email, but then if you really want a yes, you might want to move that up to something else. Except sometimes you can just ask and people will say yes, without all of your big explanation, without everything else. You know, most people say no for for very different reasons than we think. We think they're saying no to us because we haven't given them enough information. Um, We're worried, you know, that maybe we're bugging them or maybe, you know, maybe I need to just, it's not the right timing or they don't have the budget. None of that's true. The reason why people tell us no is first, they don't have it to give to you. It's an inappropriate ask. They just don't have it. Or number two, they don't like trust and respect you yet. So we're so worried about hearing no. The thing is, if you don't risk hearing no, you'll never K-N-O-W, know what's really going on. And if you hear it, you can ask a question. Go back to that question. Hey, I heard you say no. Shows that you're listening. You're not stupid. I heard you say no. Can you tell me about that? And you walk me through that. And then you learn even more and you can seek more information and find out how that might be a yes, whether it's through email or whether it's through voice or in person or Zoom, whatever it is, you can start learning more, which helps you negotiate more. So you have to risk getting the no, the N-O, to be more in the no, the K-N-O-W. You got it. to do that, you have to ask questions. And that sounds a lot like something I've heard you say in the past, which is ask outrageously. Ask outrageously, Tell us about that. Tell us about ask outrageously. Don't be obnoxious. That's not what we're telling you to be. Ask outrageously means stretch your boundaries a little bit. Just ask for a little bit more. Ask someone to take a little bit less. Ask for something a little bit bigger because you just never, you never K-N-O-W. A lot of people will tell you yes. Most of the people you're asking have heard the most outrageous things in the world. They're not going to be scared at all or intimidated. And if they tell you no, at least you know. Um, one last thing that I think most of us don't do 
we get all polished and all ready and we have our exact script or we know exactly what we've been thinking about. No, you've got to start, start geo going. And in negotiations, it even has the word go, go negotiate it, go try, start asking, ask safe, go ask strangers, go to garage sales, go to flea markets, ask your family, can you unload this dishwasher? Go negotiate, start asking, and you're going to be shocked at what people will do. And then when it's something big, you've already practiced. It's the same emotions, whether it's a multi-million dollar case or it's a $20 garage sale item you're trying to get for five, those same, that same quick heartbeat, those same, that same adrenaline runs through you. And you say, you know, I can survive this. Start practicing. Oh, I love that. That's a great place to end on because it just gives us the tools to go out there and build that muscle so that we're just better at it and more comfortable at it when the high stakes things comes along. Absolutely. You got it. Wonderful. Oh, Linda, it was absolutely a delight to chat with you about negotiation today. Where can people follow up to learn more about your work and tell us also your any resources that you want to direct people sure, to, your website, sure. social media handles, anywhere that you would like to send people if they want to follow up with you. Perfect. Well, there's only one Linda Swindling that I know of. That's a tough name, isn't it, for a former attorney, recovering Linda attorney? Swindling. Linda Swindling. Yeah, like you're swindling a deal. Um, so that name will get you everywhere. There is one thing I'm going to offer your, your listeners, your viewers, because you're my buddy. This is what I give my clients. If you'll go and text, Five five four four four. So five five four four four. So instead of two Janelle, you would put five five four four four, and then put A S K. Hit send. It'll ask you for your email, and then it'll take you to how well do you ask? What's your deal style? What's their deal style? We'll take you to a, a series of resources that are kind of hidden on my website, and I do it for my clients, and I'd like to do it for your guests or for your listeners if that's. I think it will help them a lot. Absolutely. So some free gifts from Linda, text 55444 and text the word ask. And then she's going to send you all these freebies that are hidden away on her website that you can't find any other way. (laughs) Wonderful. Oh, Linda, thank you again for being here. I really appreciate you and the work that you do. And I know my listeners are going to benefit from it tremendously. Thanks, everybody. Go ask. You can get it. Go ask outrageously. Thanks again, Janelle. All right. Take care, everyone. Until next episode, be well, my friends. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.